0: Shin. (laughs) Standing (laughs) by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis, and I'm Nathan. And we are The Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high flying and high kicking adventures.
1: In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 32 to 33. A man-eating flower, Dokudalion! Hitokui Hana Dokudalion! The disappearance of a young bride-to-be leads the Rider Team to Dokudalion, a carnivorous plant kaijin dispatched by Shocker to kidnap women and force them to manufacture poisonous drugs. Travis, I think the Rainbow Factory blew up again. (laughs) <laughs> the first time so, it blew up it made the sixth doctor from doctor who made his costume and then the second time it blew up it made this thing <laughs> this is a brightly colored kaijin it looks like an ultra kaiju
0: i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i like it i think it's pretty cool
1: okay <laughs> I mean, this is the most brightly colored kaijin of the week i think we've had on this show so far i don't think it's gaudy it just looks crazy <laughs> it's not b-woman gaudy but
0: <laughs> yeah no it's it's really brightly colored i mean it's supposed to be a flower so and not just any flower it's actually supposed to be a specific type of flower a dahlia so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and they actually do a pretty good job of making the petals look like a dahlia.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also apparently two hundred years old. I, I guess shocker. This is another case of where shocker just found it.
0: I guess and yeah, I don't. I don't understand. I, I do like. I do like how it has a human form which is just a lady with lines painted onto
1: her face. <laughs> that is definitely age makeup. <laughs> it's not a real old lady, <laughs> but it's, I just have her down in my notes as the old flower lady.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they're trying to make her, this actress who is not old, look like an old woman by just drawing lines on her face.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is going to be winning any Emmys for age makeup. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, apparently they, it, they decided to take, they took the animation and comic book approach where all you do to make a character look older is just draw lines on their face. Yeah, just draw lines.
0: I do like that this episode... Again, we've we've been talking about it for a few episodes now, but but I do like that they are kind of going back to their no pun intended roots uh, for this show and bringing in more of that horror tone. Uh, be- <laughs> I
1: was a little late on <laughs> it, uh, but there you go.
0: <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and yeah, so there was kind of this horror aspect when the the Dahlia Flower Monster kidnaps the woman the main woman side character for this episode
1: Mm -hmm. this (laughs) bride-to-be yes although we never see her fiance which is interesting
0: true true but i mean the show does have a a a track record of kind of like ignoring one half of a couple (laughs) for example (laughs) 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 moving on (laughs) but yeah no i mean but when when the monster comes in because because the monster comes in and the the little sister of the bride-to-be yeah once again the
1: much younger sibling
0: (laughs) yes and she gets knocked out and then they kidnap the bride-to-be but there's just like this really nice horror like the room goes dark and then there's lights and shadow and
1: everything. And the way they play with all of that is really fun. Okay. What is with shocker Kaijin and having the power of disco lighting, like dramatically, like the Doku Dalian could turn any room he walks into, into a disco. It's yeah. In fact, I even wrote in my notes when I, for that scene, panic at the disco. (laughs) 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 and for you homestar runner fans out there the system is down the system is down
0: (laughs) one thing i do like though we, we 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 need to mention about this so the i forget who it was that mentions it in the episode but they just kind of mention that oh you know, there's actual like man eating plants that just exist out there. <laughs> oh, I think it was actually.
1: It was just the narrator. The narrator just comes in and gives us all a science lesson. Okay. Yeah. Plants from New Guinea.
0: Yeah. But, but that, it, that it, it eats human beings on a regular basis. Like, wait, what? And, and he says it like, oh, yeah, this is just a thing everyone knows. Everyone knows about this, huh?
1: Like, wait, what? <laughs>
0: i didn't know about this
1: (laughs) that poor poor drunk guy you should know better than to get drunk when you're any when you're in a horror movie because you're guaranteed to die yeah (laughs) that poor guy and i will admit the the effect for that is really weird where it just it's supposed to be that dokudalian dissolves people and so then it so it grabs people and then they presumably dissolve and then all that's left are the clothes, so that, you know, uh, he just throws the clothes down. And this poor drunk guy is walking around singing about, what was it, the Turtle Man or something like that? Yeah, it's the like, Turtle the Man. I mean, you know, what? <laughs> I'm also thinking of, well, we're coming up to Christmas now. I'm also thinking of Jingle All the Way. We he to get him is Turtle Man. You mean Turtle Man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Uh I, mean, I think uh, that's actually that's actually tangentially cre- uh, connected because Turbo Man definitely is styled after Power Rangers. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs> kind of. Kind of is. Anyway, common writer.
0: Common writer only women can do the delicate work of transferring <laughs> powder from one jar to another <laughs> by the way
1: they, yes yeah, they need they need delicate hands delicate hands <laughs> really I, it, it never occurred to you to I don't know kidnap children or tiny men with tiny no. hands or <laughs> Okay, to be fair, Shocker is not
0: above kidnapping children. We know this. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I still wrote in my notes when they mentioned that. I I just put, "You sexist fiends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's delicate work, so only the women can do it." <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. <sighs> just uh, remind yourself it was the 70s <laughs> yeah yeah it
0: was <laughs> colonel zoll is back again he again you know continuing on his kind of run as the main face of shocker each week he has one of my favorite lines it didn't make my henshin award uh or my um award for best line this week it it was very close but he does have one of my favorite lines which is shocker does not look kindly on failure like really (laughs) really all you do is fail (laughs) even though it happens like all the time what
1: (laughs) (laughs) sure guys sure (laughs) sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah and
0: then the then then the big plan for for the writer team to draw out this kaijin and find out what what shocker's plan is is they send the two writer girls Yuri and Mari down to the flower shop to try to pretend like they're buying a flower and find out what's going on but I'm sitting here watching this and I'm thinking like yeah but but it's not like Shocker doesn't know who the writer girls are. They've kidnapped them so many times. They know who they are. And then immediately they are like the 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 kaijin comes out and tells them who they are. Like, I know you're from the Tachibana racing, you know, group. And so they like immediately get kidnapped. And so I was like, see, see, Shocker knows exactly who they are. They've been kidnapped so many times. They know who they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah you would think that well i mean they get it in their heads to disguise themselves later but we'll talk about that in a little more detail in the awards because what <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so to yeah to save mari and yuri they have to disguise the the rest of the writer team have to disguise themselves and yeah we will talk about that
1: more later <laughs> yes <laughs> oh but oh goodness <laughs> i did write in here since we have the younger sister of the bride to be in this is oh we have a common kendra now <laughs> yeah
0: we always have a common kenny because we have goro goro is the like yes. long-running common kenny
1: this is true we all and we have <laughs> the, uh, the shocker goons in their plane cars i've
0: yes i love it
1: i love it that tradition continues and duck uh, doku dalian has a i put it i called it the noose vine that is his weapon yeah. of choice and he's actually pretty effective with it just ignore the fact that he's also a bit of a coward and runs away when things aren't quite going how he wants
0: <laughs> yeah there's a moment when hayato sneaks into the shocker base and he's looking through the door, but he's on the ceiling
1: looking in. <laughs> Did you notice that? <laughs> yes. This can only be one of two things. One, Spider-Man. So Spider-Taki, Spider-Taki, spider or. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's Hayato, or, not Taki.
1: It was Hayato. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's Hayato. Okay, fine. It's, as, as, well, I know, doesn't quite writer. work as well. Spider-Rider, Spider-Rider. <laughs> Spider Why isn't that a thing? That sounds like a legitimate character. Why doesn't that exist? <laughs> I'm claiming that name right now for a character. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first, Spider-Rider. I need to make Spider-Rider. Anyway, either that or he's a ninja. That was going to be my other theory. Yeah, yeah
0: and and then he goes into this this room with all the all the women that they've kidnapped who are you know working with these very deadly poisons and then he just decides to have a big punch out with the with the shocker goons there they are in this room full of deadly poisons can we take the fight somewhere else can we not
1: <laughs> are you saying that this is kr2's man of steel moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we just can we just not have a big punch out in the in the middle of all of these deadly poisons please i just i i think that might be the smart thing
1: <laughs> well this is also the same hero who for some odd reason postponed henshinning for way too long earlier in the episode I actually wrote down, Hayato, just freaking Henshin already. Yeah. (laughs) That is a bit of a running theme. They do a terrible job of keeping (laughs) Doku Talia from killing people. They are, uh, yeah. not, they're, that batting average is pretty terrible in this episode. I feel, maybe I'm just crazy, but it feels like the body count's a little bit higher in this episode compared to more recent episodes we've been watching. Uh
0: the body count goes up from here as we go on to the next episodes that we're talking about, because, yeah, it does. But, but I do, I do really like when, when Dokodalia is going to, like, absorb one of the rider team and and they dodge and then one of the shocker goons gets in the way and so Doku Dalia absorbs the shocker goon instead and I just thought that was kind of that was kind of cool.
1: Uh do we want to talk about one of the funnier things that Doku Dalian says about humans and brain cells? That's in my awards. Okay, we'll save so. that for later then. Yes. Yes.
0: I am surprised you haven't gotten to or quickly talked about a moment in this episode that again, goes back to something you keep pointing out in, in all these shows. <laughs> they capture Hayato.
1: And then no, they, strap- they combine, they combine two things that we have been joking about for this whole run.
0: They capture Hayato, they strap him to a wooden cross, (laughs) and then they set it on fire, or they build a fire underneath to burn him alive.
1: And it's in a quarry! (laughs) And it's in a quarry! quarry! That whole scene just made me think of a Rage Against the Machine uh, of a Rage Against the Machine song. You know which one I'm talking about? <laughs>
0: okay. No, no, I don't.
1: Oh, those who work forces are the same that burn crosses. <laughs> oh wow! Oh
0: wow! Oh,
1: yeah, this
0: God. this was this was a crazy <laughs> crazy scene.
1: I don't understand. The only thing I could think of is that everybody at Toei just thought, hey, Supro loves crucifixion, so we'll do it too. It's just okay.
0: really crazy. Yeah, it is, it is just a few times it's like, oh, this is a coincidence. No, this is this is happening a lot.
1: Apparently, it's uh, shocker's into it. Uh, Uh,
0: yeah uh, makes sense makes sense for for who they're supposed to be i do like though taki and tachibana are tied up together they're like their hands are behind their back but the the chain that they're tied up their hands are tied with are is connected to each other so I like that when they start fighting, they actually have this really creative way of using that chain that they're able to like run across and like knock down a bunch of shocker goons. And then they, they use mm-hmm. that chain to tear down the, uh, the, the cross, I guess it, the, the mm-hmm. wooden thing that, 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 Hayato is tied to. I just thought that was really neat. It's, 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 I I've mentioned before on this podcast that I love when the heroes use creative things uh, like use their brains to figure out ways of escaping and so this was just kind of neat it's like yeah we're tied up but we're going to use the thing we're tied up with to actually fight back
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i have a note here about the fight scene in that uh, on that episode is that part of your awards no no i don't have anything on the awards for the fight scene okay i just thought yeah this almost made my henshin kick award which was kr2 grabs two of the goon's swords backflips and then starts dual wielding against all of them i loved it yeah dual wielding swords was great they love swashbuckling action in this show and i kind of love it and then my last note on this episode is of course the flower's weakness is fire Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. What else would it but, be? I, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the only thing would have been the only thing that would have been better, and this would have been hilarious. Would have been if, in order to defeat Doku Dalian, they sick the writer girls uh, on him, and they just start plucking his petals, going, "He loves me, he loves me not." <laughs> 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 that would have been great.
0: I have a little note here, and this this doesn't it doesn't take away from the show, but it is something interesting that I noticed in this episode. So the rider helmet usually has where the where the person who's wearing it, where their eyes would be, there's you there's these like dark spaces where they have like lenses built into it, almost like mm-hmm. a shield, you know plastic shielding there so that you don't see the person's eyes, but but they can see out. But in this episode, Mm -hmm. they actually had those removed and you could actually Mm -hmm. see Hayato's eyes underneath the mask. And I don't know. You saw
1: that and I didn't.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they did that. I don't know if there was if there if something was something happened behind the scenes where they he couldn't see well enough through them to do some of the stunts or what was going on but yeah they took out the shielding around his eyes so his eyes were actually seen through you know you could actually see his eyes through the mask which is funny because the way the mask is built or the helmet is built you know you have the big red bug eyes but that's not where the wearer's eyes are they're actually underneath that and so by hiding them, your eyes, when you're looking at it are drawn to the big red bug eyes and you're just watching those but but having his eyes uncovered, my eyes, you know when I was watching it was drawn to that spot where his where his was showing through. and so I just thought that was I don't know it was it was it was weird and I wonder if there was like a behind the scenes reason why something happened. Because it does show back up later on in another episode, you know, so it's not like it's it's stays like that. It was just like for for like two episodes, they had to remove that shielding off of where his eyes are.
1: Listeners, keep what Travis just said in mind for next week's episode. Little preview of things to come. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of next episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's move on to the next episode that we're going to talk about.
1: The Steel Monster Amadelong! Kotets Kaijin Arumajirangu. A woman from Brazil pursues Shocker's Steel Skin Kaijin to Japan to avenge her family's death and helps the writer team's efforts to keep him from burning down Tokyo and Osaka.
0: I think this monster is Musasabito's punk cousin. <laughs> oh, how so? <laughs> it just the way he looks. He looks almost like uh, he looks very ridiculous, and he looks almost on par with like a Musasabito.
1: <laughs> you know what he looks like to me? What's that? A Mega Man boss. <laughs> Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) Particularly, he he reminds me of Gutsman. I don't know if you played the old Mega Man games, but he looks like Gutsman.
0: (laughs) He's... He... And what's speaking about the the video game stuff, his attack is the same attack that Samus (laughs) Aran has. Samus Aran. Uh,
1: Well, well, uh, that was the the samus aran, uh, aran. i uh, uh, not quite yeah. uh, it's the uh, uh she did the screw attack this is the screwball shot <laughs> i was gonna say two words screwball shot he's a he thinks he's in an anime because <laughs> he has to yeah. scream the name of his attack <laughs> two words rider kick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to make a gif of him rolling up and going, screwball, Shaw!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Every time so you I, get it, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this The opening scene for this of these miners, I guess, being attacked by this weird armadillo monster was kind of fun and i actually liked how they ran into the shacks these like these like worn down shacks and then mm-hmm. Armadillong just comes along and just destroys the shacks with them inside and just rolls over them and and just steam rolls over them it, it, i thought that was a really cool just opening scene
1: mm-hmm. I, I actually i almost want to make that my talking toku award this week i forgot about that because it's not often yeah. that the show does anything with miniatures.
0: Yeah, it it, it almost made my my Talking Toku award, but it didn't. I actually picked something else, but but I did really like that scene. The thing that is hilarious about it though is later on, or or just you know, like it cuts to Armadillong watching himself do all of this on TV. And he's just nodding as he's watching the TV, like, yeah, yeah, that happened that was me
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like a football player watching him video of himself like yeah look at me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you are one sexy beast i just want to point out that once again shocker is targeting japanese energy sources which is definitely a thing in japan i've mentioned it before about how Japan has to import a lot of its energy, most of its energy, so it doesn't really produce a whole lot of its own. So the fact that Shocker's targeting energy sources makes total sense. hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that uh, when the Shocker leader is giving out tasks, and they're like, Armadillong, you have the task of going and doing this thing with, you know, with the energy source and whatever, but then the the shocker leader interrupts and is like, no, that, das- that task is too easy for someone with his talents. We need to send him to defeat Common Rider instead. And it's like, so don't send him to do the easy task that could actually succeed, but send him to do the task that no one has succeeded at. That's really smart. Of course. Really smart planning. Yes. You didn't
1: know this? (laughs) (laughs) uh, Shocker. Shocker. What are we going to do without you? Although what's funny is that we get a little bit of, I guess you could say, character development for one of the writer girls, for Yuri, because the show remembered, hey, wait, she's a black belt. And now apparently she's going all kinds of uh, Mr. Miyagi at this point. she's She's got a bunch of students that she's teaching. Yeah. And when they were running around doing their training and going for runs, they sound like the children of the Shockhorn, so I'm a little scared. <laughs> what is wrong with these children? What is Yuri doing? Why didn't anybody in the sound department think maybe this isn't a good idea? <laughs> like.
0: I thought that whole scene was cute, and I like I like how it was, it, but it, uh,
1: but the sound effect it, confused me.
0: <laughs> and I like that Tachibana is like, "What's going on?" And one of the kids, like, you know, whispers in his ear, "We're only doing this because she promised us Common Rider medals."
1: <laughs> oh no, well, we have in universe merch again. I actually wrote in my yeah. notes, you know, wax on this kid, and then I wrote, "Did he drop power coins?" <laughs>
0: yeah yeah because because this this becomes a plot point because the kid one of the kids and yuri is kidnapped and in the process of being taken away in one of shockers you know regular cars that just looks like you know your dad's car (laughs) they actually Leave the little breadcrumbs for the ri- the rest of the writer team to follow, and the and the breadcrumbs that they're leaving behind are the writer, the common writer medallions that she was going to give to all the kids.
1: I'm sorry, I can't. It's a dad car. I can't. <laughs> here, 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 turn the dad mobile.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to have more to say about that in a
1: future episode. Uh. Also, all shocker operatives can shape shift confirmed in this episode. They just all do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know how we've been, you know, know another thing that I learned about shocker operatives in this? You know how we've been joking? (laughs) That all these shocker operatives will throw children and turn them into dummies? Mm-hmm. and yeah, now they can throw women and turn them into toppies. yes yes <laughs>
0: that was a uh, good thing hayato <laughs> was there to capture or to, to catch the woman <laughs> catch- that was flying through the air
1: <laughs> and a nice little bridal ca- catch there too i mean <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so um nathan <gasps> you know what this show's been missing What a bow and arrow shooting vigilante
1: (laughs) you have failed this country
0: I'm just picturing like Hawkeye in in like in in Age of Ultron's like you know it's like I, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow
1: <laughs> or or maybe more accurately Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> May the odds be ever in her favor. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we have a new character that, that comes on the scene. Her name is Connie.
1: And she's Brazilian. So we're told.
0: <laughs> well, sort of. She she does at the end say that her father's homeland was Japan. So, mm, so she's mm-hmm. of Japanese descent, but was raised in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she is she is the Enigo Montoya of this of this episode.
1: <laughs> I'm saving that for the awards. I'm saving that for the <laughs> okay. awards. Okay. Okay. But but we <laughs> find a little out preview so, of things to come.
0: <laughs> so Connie is a is is hunting down and she comes uh, she she crosses paths with with a common writer because she's chasing down Armadillo also, and she uses a bow and arrow to help take out the rider goons and trying to take out Armadillong. And you find out, and we'll, and like you said, we'll talk more about it in our awards. But we find out that the reason why she's going after Armadillong is because Armadillong was involved in her family's death, and so mm-hmm. now she has to seek
1: revenge. Mm-hmm. So basically, she's Batman with a bow and arrow. Yeah in a bright yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> because why not? All she needs now yeah. is a cool mask and she's a superheroine. <laughs> she's she's Yellow Arrow. Instead of Green Yellow Arrow. arrow. <laughs> yellow Arrow. <laughs> why not? <laughs> but I approve of this. <laughs>
0: I like this concept of a person who was wronged by Shocker outside of the show, like, you know, outside of what we're seeing Shocker do, someone who was wronged by Shocker and is coming back to seek revenge and, and, and is hunting them down. So it, I really like how we're establishing that the team writer, the, you know, the, the, your core team is not the only ones who want to hunt down and, and stop shocker there's a bigger group of people out there who are also yeah. wanting to you know stop shocker and know about shocker which mm-hmm. will will come up in yeah. a future episode too mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about
1: yeah and what's interesting about this is they actually asked her well why did why did shocker target your family and she said they didn't she was her family's basically chosen at random mm-hmm. because they needed to test Armadillon. they had just made him so they just sent him off to go murder people as a test as a field test so it actually adds an extra layer of tragedy because this is just a random act of violence Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's it's really like i said i i i like this plot point i wish that Connie was a character that stuck around for more than just one episode. I
1: really do. I was I was just thinking that it's like, why couldn't she join the writer girl? She would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Just just have like do it arrow style on you know, CW's arrow style, just every new person that comes along. Just join the team. Come on. Red arrow, speedy, the <laughs> yellow arrow. We just we got them all.
1: Come on. <laughs> yeah. Why not at this point? She'd probably be a little bit handier than some of the other some of the other ones, like the so called black belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know what Mari does other than stand around looking pretty. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, okay. What does the third rider girl do? Because she only shows up every like third episode. She's not even there most of the time.
1: <laughs> yep. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But we're back to the tried and true trope of, you know how you established how much of a threat your villain of the week is? If he can take the rider kick, you yeah. know that it's a problem. If he can survive the rider kick. And so we've seen Kaijin before just brush it off. The shocking thing, uh, no pun intended, but I'll play it anyway. The shocking thing about this one is that probably more than any of the other kaijin, I mean, it's, it's not a case of, he does the rider kick and it just does nothing. No, he literally bounces off mm-hmm. <laughs> and is sent flying back off of Armadolong when he tries. In fact, he flies back so hard he turns into a dummy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know that your foe is indestructible
0: (laughs) (laughs) colonel zoll makes a little comment i just want to bring this up because i just thought this was a little funny moment colonel zoll says that the when they they do eventually capture some of the writer team and he's going to execute them according to shocker law shocker (laughs) has a law (laughs)
1: <laughs> apparently <laughs> it's a law that apparently they have to impose upon other people what <laughs> they also he also mentions i think in the same scene he's telling armadillo no it's the no it's the shocker leader and he says your name will be honored in the annals of shocker forever and i just wrote sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: so we we mentioned that that so Taki and and a few of the and the writer girls and their new friend Connie they get all they all get kidnapped they all get captured by a shocker and there's a moment where Tachibana is following them he hasn't been captured yet and he's sneaking up behind them and Taki sees Tachibana and Taki gives this cute little smirk which is which is something that he does a lot in this show, and I was just like, uh, Taki, Taki, and you, you, and that cute little smirk," which which made me think, "Am I the one who has the bromance with Taki and not Hayato?" Oh, good lord! <laughs> Maybe I'm the one who has the crush on Taki.
1: Oh, uh, it's uh, we uh, we're gonna call that a man crush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I but. But that leads,
0: it leads to the moment where Tachibana is discovered by Armadillong, and Armadillong throws this massive rock at Tachibana, and it hits him, and yet he survives. This just normal guy, Tachibana, gets hit with this massive boulder and just, you know, like, "Uh, I survived. (laughs) <laughs> I'm all
1: right. Walk it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it I'm was just a fresh wound.
1: More people in the more people in the show are secret superheroes. I'm telling you,
0: <laughs> which is so funny because then, like the next scene after that, is Hayato showing back up to the the racing clubhouse, and he is obviously injured from his fight earlier from armadillo like you can see him kind of like limping and acting like hurt and tired and exhausted and i'm like that's kind of cool that you actually see the hero kind of weak and and exhausted from the fight and i think that's kind of cool you don't see that very often especially in in common rider because the hero has to be the ultimate good and never, you know, get tired, but, but just getting that little moment of vulnerability from Hayato Mm -hmm. of being injured and kind of limping back to the clubhouse was kind of cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Although you want to know something and looking at my notes, I thought, you know, maybe that should have been my WTH award this week, but I didn't have quite the WTH reaction to it. I just thought it was more funny than anything else. And that is, and I'm just like, I'm just sitting here thinking someone in the writing room just said, well, how do we get our heroes to the shocker executions before they kill the, the hostages? How do we have them find out? Oh, I know. They send them invitations in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wrote how old fashioned because public executions used to be a form of public entertainment. I'd sound so incredibly morbid to think about, but people would just—someone was going to get hanged that day. They'd all just go out there and have a picnic close to where it was happening, and just hang out. And they're like, "Oh, look, the guy—they're—they're about—they just dropped him. Oh, look at him, gasp his last breath."
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Time before the television was weird. In-
1: uh, but still sends him an invitation. Why are you yeah, uh, yeah. why is Shocker said se- that this- Shocker? This is why you are the least secret secret society ever. <laughs> you are sending invitations in the mail. Which tells me that they know where he lives, they know he's connected to these characters. Why exactly. don't you, I don't know, bomb it or burn it down <laughs> or send knife wielding sh- luchador shocker goons there to murder everyone in their sleep. I sabotage the motorcycles. <laughs> something,
0: it, 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 I am always amazed at how many times in these in this show where Tachibana and the writer girls all try to like pretend and sneak into places and sneak around when obviously shocker knows who they are. It is so obvious. They know who they are, where they live, everything about them.
1: I just, oh, I'm not frustrated or angry about it. I think it's more funny than anything else. Just so everyone knows. Oh my Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And of oh course, so gosh, so
0: dude. just to kind of speed through the last little bit of this episode so of course we get the the big fight between common rider and armadillo uh, armadillo man Armadillong.
1: after a classic three-point superhero landing nice one kr2 yep he
0: slam dunks the armadillo man and then there's then connie has this moment after it's all over with where she says we did it We beat Armadillong. And all I'm thinking is, excuse me, but who was we? Where was the we in this scenario? (laughs) I I seem to remember you being tied up and fixing
1: to be executed. (laughs) This is true. They also figure out that Armadillong is indestructible, except on his belly. Except on his belly. Nobody thought to armor his belly. He's so soft, all KR2 belly. had to do was rider kick him in the belly. Not yep. manji oh, rider kick, not the upgraded one. I was expecting that. I was expecting the upgraded rider kick. Nope. Just a regular rider kick in the belly. Then he flies off into the water and explodes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> all well, righty then, Joe. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that i think it's time we move on to our
1: awards for this week yes so for the henshin kick which goes to the best stunt or fight scene i we've talked about it already i have the part where kr2 takes the two swords backflips and starts dual wielding. that's just yeah it's just cool that, i'm a sucker for swashbuckling action
0: yeah that was a lot of fun i really like that scene too it was really good
1: mm-hmm. and what'd you have
0: so my award went to the the scene where Hayato is fixing to be burned at the cross, mm-hmm. um, which is, re- it sounds really awful. Taki and Tachibana go up the hill and actually start kicking some of the flaming boards down towards the shocker goons. And I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it's not necessarily like a, a, a huge stunt or whatever, but the fact that they are using real fire and they're kicking these flaming boards towards other actors on the set. I don't know. I thought that was kind of, it was, it was a cool scene. It was a neat effect. And it's also, like I said, I always like to give this award to the, the moments, which seem like the most dangerous for the, for the actors to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's helped by the fact that it's actually real. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, talking Toku, the best special effect. I will admit the my choice for this is kind of blurs the line between best special effect and a henshin kick. But I, it, I'm gonna give Connie some recognition here. She had a moment of awesome with this, and I also thought I was like this is clever action movie filmmaking right here. Which so some of the credit has to go to Taki because he's the one who thought of this which is they're trying to sneak into the shocker base, but they need to distract the goons who are guarding it. So Taki comes up with this brilliant idea. He takes one of Connie's arrows, takes a bit of cloth, dips it into his motorcycle's gas tank, puts it on the arrow, lights it, and then she shoots it to cause a fire to scare all of the shocker goons and put them into a panic. Nice job, show. Nice job, Taki. Good work there. That's how you yeah. use the, the, you know, the resources you have on hand. That was clever.
0: Yeah. I, like I say I always like when the, the heroes have to be more creative with things instead of just going in guns, blazing, punchy, punchy, whenever they have to be more clever, more smart about things, then yeah, it's, it, it's always really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was your pick, Travis? My pick was there's a scene early on, we didn't talk about it, which I'm glad we didn't talk about it because it was spoiled this moment with my awards. But there's a scene early on when Hayato goes to investigate Armadillong and and like the, the miners up there being attacked and crushed, and there's just a man dressed in black who's standing next to one of the surviving miners, and Hayato's like Oh, you know, is something wrong with this guy? Please go go get an ambulance, or go call go call an ambulance. And there's a shot from behind where the man in black's arm, just his arm, transforms into the armadillong arm, the the actual armored, plated, gray painted arm. And that transition shot of just his arm transforming into that behind the guy's back so that he can stab him with the shocker blade was really cool. And I thought that was a really great effect. It was, it was one of the better effects of the entire episode. And it was just a small little moment.
1: Mm -hmm. And now we get to coming at you, the best line of the episodes that we're covering. Admittedly, my choice, I really only picked it because I could tack something onto it to make it really funny. (laughs) But I'm giving Connie another shout out. We hinted at it earlier when you said she was the Inigo Montoya of the episode, which is there's a point where she's running at Armadillo and she's just this is what fictional characters do. They blurt out their motivations while they're in the middle of doing stuff just in case, you know, (laughs) and she just runs at him and says, you killed my mother, my father and my little brother. And then I wrote in my notes, prepare to die. (laughs) my name is Connie you kill my mother my father and my little brother prepare to die <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had added that on there It would have been even better although in that context it would have made sense because she was running at him because her arrows were just deflecting off of his shell which I will admit is one of the ironic things she's an archer fighting a hyper armored kaijin her arrows are useless <laughs> She should have brought a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it would have worked. He's probably bulletproof too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, like I said, I have to. I have to tack on a reference to make it worthy. But what did you have? So my
0: Commonacha Award goes to the first episode that we talked about this week with the Dahlia Flower Monster. There's a moment where the Dahlia, Doka Dahlia says to Hayato, you've got a few brain cells in your head at least. <laughs> Which I just love how sassy this
1: monster was. It was just a really <laughs> sassy monster. Well, I, I appreciate the sass, but I ruined my nose when I saw that you're a plant. <laughs> 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 you're a freaking plant <laughs> oh, do you have man. a brain in there I, <laughs> we didn't mention that one of the things that makes the, the dahlia monster weird is that it's a cyclops It has this big old eye in the center of the mm-hmm. of the of the flower face it's just <laughs> which is it's one really of the things surreal. i liked
0: about the design because we don't get a lot of one-eyed monsters in this show a lot of them are two-eyed monsters and so having a one-eyed monster you know and it being a, a plant or a flower
1: monster i thought that it, I, like i said i like the design of the monster so it's a one-eyed one petaled flying purple people eater or rainbow purple <laughs> eater Ready? What? uh, We're moving on. Uh, (laughs) And now for WTH. What the henshin? Uh, Like I said, I kind of think that there was something else that might have been better, but I just didn't have that visceral reaction to it. So my WTH is our heroes decide that in order to catch Dokodalion, they have to disguise themselves as hippies. (laughs) Yep, the yep. most stereotypical hippies you've ever seen. We're talking corn cob hippie from Godzilla versus Geigen. I, <laughs> I was thinking of corn cob hippie. I was thinking of corn cob hippie. He looked just like corn cob hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that and I had that visceral reaction. Like hippies, hippies. <laughs> because fairly nobody would suspect hippies it was the 70s okay. this is true <laughs> uh, what'd you have
0: <laughs> I actually have two I have a runner up and I have my actual one so my runner up is a moment that I forgot about until we were I was looking back through my notes but in the Armadillo episode, Taki and Connie show up to try to rescue Hayato and he and they think he's in the cell because they think he's passed out in the cell. It turns out to just be a dummy. But to get inside the, the cell, I thought Taki was going to pick the lock. No, he reaches in his back pocket and just pulls out a key and opens it like Taki just had a key to the lock inside the shocker base. What?
1: Because, of course.
0: Just, i mean he's he's disguised himself as as shocker goons enough times to to probably just hold on to the
1: keys just got, how many shocker goon costumes does he have at this point <laughs> it's a bunch it's a bunch i'm telling you at the writer club halloween party he just dresses up the same every year <laughs> he just goes there and was like oh what are you gonna be this year talking i'm gonna be a shocker goon Oh, of course. I just of got course. a new one this year. I, I'm like, sure. It's a red one this sure. time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's great for you, Taki. Yeah, yeah. But no, I I really think
0: my, my actual award might go to just the yellow jumpsuit wearing, bow and arrow wielding, vengeance seeking vigilante that is Connie. Because that whole, that introduction of her as a new character was such a WTH moment of not, you don't expect something like that to happen in this show. And yeah, it was just a really... I don't know. I, I it like I think her character's cool, but just the idea of introducing this new character who is a bow and arrow wielding yellow jumpsuit wearing vigilante is just such a what? What? When did <laughs> where did this come from?
1: Well, and the hilarious thing is is this is several years before Game of Death, the Bruce Lee film where he famously wore that.
0: Right, wore the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because some people might look at us like, oh, must have been inspired by Bruce Lee. Nope. This is a couple years before that. <laughs> <Fuck>. Yep. <laughs> so this one did it first. <laughs> All right, Travis, you know what time it
0: is? It's time to minute to hinch in it.
1: This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts on this week's episodes in one minute. Or less. you want to go first, Travis, or shall I? You can go first. All right, here we go. And Henshin. So these were pretty fun, <laughs> I have to say. The, the show is really starting to hit its stride, and its I think it's starting to find that balance now. We're getting away from the silly stuff from the early Hayato episodes, and it's getting a little bit closer to its, no pun intended, roots. Camera. Excuse me. Roots. Sorry about that. That's gonna get cut. That's not gonna get cut because it's part of the minute to end. it anyway. Sorry, wrong button. But <laughs> so I'm glad to see that. And our heroes are facing more uh you know greater challenges. And come on, man. Connie. Connie needed to be a regular on the show. I'm disappointed that she isn't. Come on. <laughs> you owe us that. All right, and that was basically a Fanboy 50, despite my screw-up there. <laughs> All right, are you ready, Travis? Yes, I am ready. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Uh,
0: I completely agree with you. I think that, yeah, the show has found a really nice balance. Uh, we we are, do you still have the kind of the silly, more kid-friendly but, but they're still bringing in a lot of the action, a lot of the horror, a lot of the stuff that we loved from those first 13 episodes. So there's a really good balance between the two. And I just really am enjoying the show. I, even the writer girls, all the characters I'm enjoying. And yes, Connie is the standout for these two episodes that we covered because uh even though she was only in one of them but she is the standout she really should have stuck around i wish she was a bigger part of the show she makes more sense to be a part of the show she has a a a backstory and a motivation just like hayato does it's just yeah it, it would have been great to continue to see her moving forward but what we did get of her i really liked
1: Oh man, you went. Uh, you got within three seconds. I was a little worried. Like I'm gonna have to tell him. I'm gonna have to tell him. Oh, oh, oh he's done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Never doubt me. <laughs> oh, hot dang! I haven't had to interrupt you and say time. Not quite yet. Ooh, the hot streak is still going. <laughs> huh.
0: And now we're going to finish off this episode by saying thank you for listening to the Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault and soon the power trip podcast, but that's, but that's still a secret right now. Shh. Uh, If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five star rating on iTunes. And until next time, what are we going to say? Nathan
1: shockers really getting under my henshin.